Welcome to Ancient Roots Modern Paths, exploring Orisha and Ifa wisdom. This captivating podcast will take you on a transformative journey where ancient wisdom meets modern practice. I am your host, Ianifa Ekundayo Ekuntonisin. I'm a devoted student of the West African Yoruba spiritual tradition. Join me on a journey that blends ancient wisdom with modern practice. We'll delve into the sacred teachings that have guided generations for millennia. We'll uncover insights and practices to guide and shape your life path. Subscribe now and join our secret community as we unlock and apply the profound wisdom of Orisha and Ifa to everyday living. Ekabo, welcome to Ancient Roots Modern Paths. I'm really excited to have you here today. Uh, and this podcast today, this episode, has come out of the last 30 days um, where I've had multiple um, conversations with people who, some who've become um, members of Ile Ifa Oturire, which is uh, the Ifa temple that I have founded. Uh, under the guidance and support of my Aluo Baba Ifatopwe Akinwande, and also just my own experiences listening and watching folks. So the title is, If It Doesn't Feel Right, dot, dot, dot. And what I want to really delve into is for all of you who may be listening, or those of you who may be currently uh, in the tradition, but particularly those of you who are new to the tradition, you're coming into the tradition, you're curious about the tradition, you're searching for answers, uh, you're searching for the tradition of your ancestors. And a lot of us have now the benefit of technology and social media. And there are many people who um, profess to be practitioners who profess to be Babalao primarily, some Ianifa as well, but who profess to be uh, knowledgeable, experienced, trained practitioners of this tradition, the Orisha Ifa tradition. And on social media, Remember, anybody can post images about anything. Lots of people, unfortunately, are engaged in theft. They're stealing people's images. You know, people who are doing um, ceremonies or ebos or what have you. There's there there are, there are people, and I've seen them. I've had them actually reach out to me on Instagram and other places that I have my social media. Um, personal social media uh, presence have reached out to me and say, "Oh, I miss Babalao, and you know, you know, you know, how are you, beautiful? You know, do you need money? I can do money spells for you, or whatever." So, number one, never, ever, ever, ever <laughs> respond to anyone who reaches out to you on social media, um, offering you services particularly not in this tradition, not in the Ifa Orisha tradition. Babalawa Ianifa, that is not the way that we go about helping and supporting the community. So that's the first cautionary moment. So if it doesn't feel right when someone reach out to you and says, hey, your ancestors came to me in a dream last night and say that, you know, you really need help because, you know, times are desperate and, you know, for I can do a money ritual for you to make sure that you have money in your pocket and you have a full bank account. 
Now that sounds very alluring and amazing. And you think, oh my gosh, in the the shake of something magical that I don't understand, someone's going to make money show up in my bank account. Yeah, no, that ain't going to happen. So please don't fall for that. Um, keep your money in your pocket. The way money grows, the way money can manifest in your life is through your conscious effort, your conscious application of you know, spiritual technologies, yes, but it goes to our individual actions, our individual mindsets, the alignment of our ori, the work and effort that we put forth. Um, that's, that's how that works. Um, but if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. If it doesn't sound right, step back, observe. You know, I've gone on people, people have hit me on, on DMs in social media. I will always go to their profile sometimes before I even respond to them. And I go through and I look at comments and sometimes you realize that, that if, you, if you're looking and you're looking with a critical eye, like this is something that I feel like we've, so we, we kind of believe that social media is smarter than us. It's not. It's just a tool. And so it's important for us to use a discerning eye and to examine questions and commentary and all of that. Because if you are giving your spiritual life, your spiritual body, your spiritual access to someone that you don't know who has DM'd you um, on Facebook, um, that is a setup for some real negative things to happen. <clears throat> And so and then the negative can just be a loss of your resources, right? Um, or it could be someone who does, you know, who, do, who doesn't really have clear command of the work that they do and they can, they can create other challenges for you. So if it doesn't feel right, stop, analyze, critically think, take a step back um, before, you, before you jump in. Conversely, for those of us who are initiated or have been initiated and we're in a particular house, Elay, whatever someone will call it, temple, um, here's some things that are never um, acceptable in this tradition. Um, they're not allowed in this tradition. We do have a set, um, and I've done this in earlier podcasts, all of us who are initiated and we are practicing priests or community priests, um, and priestesses, so Yanifa, Babalao, Yalarisha, Babalarisha, any of us who are practicing, we have a, a code of, um, I'll call it a code of conduct, but there, there are laws, 16 laws that govern what we can and cannot do. And so one of the things that's important for, um, for everyone to recognize is that there is never an ebo, there is never a sacrifice that involves sex. Not any that I'm familiar with, and I'm not familiar with everything, but there is never, ever, ever, ever a ebo um, that sex is required, um, particularly not in power dynamics of a male babalao and female followers or students. There is never, ever, ever a requirement to have sex with a babalao as a as an ebo an offering or sacrifice that is molestation that is um sexual abuse and that is contrary to our tradition period full stop um so if it doesn't feel right 
don't, you know, I, what my caution is, is don't be so in, so enamored by spiritual leaders that you, you give over and give up your own, your own self-understanding, your own intuition, your own ori, right? Spiritual leaders are human beings. And in the Ifa or Risha tradition, um, our most important thing that all of us are here to learn and do is to grow and develop our character, to become omoluabi, so people of good character. And character is actually comprised of multiple different um, modalities, if you will, right? Honesty, truthfulness, respect, honor, perseverance, hard work. Like those are aspects of character that if you are omoluabi, you are developing and practicing. This goes for people who are in the seat of the spiritual leader, to include myself. I have to be mindful of my conduct and I am by no means perfect. I get ticked off at my kid, you know, um, I, you know, I curse people out on the road sometimes if they cut me off, like I'm a human being and I'm always working to be better, to be, to strengthen my character, to cultivate more patience, suru, that is something that I always need to cultivate. Going back to my point, if you don't feel comfortable with something that a spiritual leader in this tradition is saying that you are supposed to do. And what I mean by uncomfortable, something that feels like a violation of your personhood, your, 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 your physical body. Um, if you don't feel comfortable, stop, take a step back, get clarity, ask for help from other people right? Get, make sure that you're asking for help, getting guidance from other people. Examine why something, examine for yourself, why does this make me feel uncomfortable, <clears throat> right? It's important to do that because there are unfortunately um, too many people who, you know, we, we put so much, we, and I've done this, um, you know, I was like, I had, when I first started, well, not when I first started in the tradition, but um, I, I uh, was working with a Baba Lao uh, who was here from the diaspora and everything seemed fine. There were some things that were a little quirky, but you know, I chalked that up as being a little quirky. But over time, um, there was one particular set of instances where um, he had me studying Erending Lingun. At that time, I was uh, initiated to Obatala and Alshun. And he was having me study these Erending Lingun verses. And it was very in-depth study. And I was having to type him and, and give him commentary about them. And he never gave me any feedback. And at one point, my Ori said, you're doing his work for him. And he's using your work for someone else or with other people. And it didn't that... My Ori didn't say that to me just once. It said it multiple times. And when I asked for feedback, he still refused to give me any. And so um, ultimately, he was revealed um, as not being an ethical person um, at all, and not being a person of good character. Um, he was very divisive and very destructive, actually, to our entire community. Um, but again, I've had those experiences. Um, and so... I needed to have had the confidence to understand that when it didn't feel right, that I needed to stop. 
And I needed to take stock and get clear and not be afraid to ask other people for guidance, help, or direction. I find that in this tradition, we kind of get locked into feeling like we can't go and ask for any help outside of our elays or what have you for fear of offending the spiritual elder. You know, what I've learned in working uh, with my Aluo in Nigeria and what I've observed is that people are, are, are having conversations and learning from each other in different, in different ways. Like in Nigeria, again, this is my experience, my lineage, the experience I've had with my lineage is that you may study for a while under one, one teacher, one Babalao, and then you go off and you study with others, right? But you don't just break off and decide to like go out on your own. There's a conversation and an acknowledgement of that. Even here in the diaspora, there have been Ianifa that I've that I've studied with over the years. And the protocol, the proper protocol is that they reach out and they introduce themselves to my Aluo, Baba Ifa Topwe, and he then gives, he gives basically, he signs off on it, if you will, right? He gives, he, he acknowledges that that's where I'm learning certain things from, um, but I'm still part of his lineage. I'm still part of that community. And so this is something, again, just to be mindful of. Um, if it doesn't feel right, slow down. You know, the Arisha, in my opinion, the Arisha are not sitting around um, waiting to trip you up, waiting to um, do something destructive to you if you don't feel that something is settled in your spirit. I hope that makes sense, right? If you don't, if you feel uncomfortable with something that someone has said to you about, let's say, having sex with them, if you feel uncomfortable with that, and the person says, the Orisha have said, your ancestors have said, you need to do this in order for your life to be better. And your Ori is going, yeah, that doesn't feel comfortable. Your gut, your intuition, which is also part of your Ori, doesn't feel comfortable. Then listen to that. Take stock of that, please. You, you, you have your own guidance systems. You have your discerning systems. And I want, I want and to encourage you to use those in 2024. Be confident and use those guidance systems. Now, a small caveat. You also have to really check in with yourself and understand why you're reacting to something. So for example, if you get uh, an Oduifa um, that says, you know, your, your character is in question, and you will get Oduifa that say that directly, that your character is in need of development. A person who, you know, Ifa says the person who receives this sign, whatever the sign is, this Oduifa, needs to develop and continue to work on their character. You might feel kind of pissed off about that. You're like, what? Ifa doesn't know me. That's that Babalao or that Ianifa saying that stuff. That's not true. I'm cool. I'm good. I'm a good person. Um, Ifa's words do not fall to the floor. And sometimes that reaction in and of itself is the aspect of one's character that needs to be developed, right? Defensiveness, right? Protecting, like, you know, 
believing that everybody else around you is wrong is also an aspect of character that needs to be self-work. That's your own internal work. So the other thing that I wanted to say, if it doesn't feel right, is when it comes to whether you're in the diaspora or in Nigeria, everywhere there are human beings, there are human uh, foibles and follies. There are also people who um, may position you you know, to support their family through your financial means and resources. Um, you know, we all, again, have to use our intuition, our gut. We have to ask questions, right? That's why I do this podcast in some ways is that I've, I'm sharing a lot of lessons that I've had and then the things that I'm seeing. Because Ifa is beautiful. The Orisha practice is beautiful. There's a lot of um, misinterpretation or miseducation or inadequate education because of all these historical factors, geographical factors, you know, factions. There's all this stuff going on that we have to wade, wade through sometimes. Um, I think in some ways the internet has made it easier for people to see and to get information, share information, which is good on one hand. On the other hand, it also requires us to have a critical eye and to think critically about what's going on. But the other thing that I wanted to say is if it doesn't feel right. So for example, if, um, and this is, this is, uh, if someone says that they need to keep your shrines, you're, you're, uh, you're initiated, you get, you get materials and you get what we call igbas, you get vessels, you get things as a result of your initiation. If someone says that they need to keep, uh, wherever you, wherever you get initiated, they need to keep your vessels with them so they can make sure they take care of them. Understand that that is a financial investment that you're going to be making potentially on a monthly basis for them to do prayers and to feed your shrines. You may have a shrine that you're just not able to free feed. That could be the case. But what I know is that um, any Aluo, any Iyanifa, Babalawo, Yalarisha, Babalarisha, they have their own shrines that they use to pray on your behalf. They can feed those shrines on your behalf. If you have something where you've been initiated and you have to do an ebo that you're just not able to do, you know, in your apartment, guess what? Your whoever initiated you uses their own shrine, their own um, their own shrines on your behalf. So there would be no reason for you to leave any of your shrines behind with them. Okay. And we just had an example of that that was, was frankly really disruptive to me. Now, you know, sometimes people will do that because they're in close proximity to their Babalao at Yanifa's house. And so maybe it's easier for them to go there because it's kind of like the shrine house, right? It's the Ile. And so there's everybody's shrines might be there. But there's a lot of shrines that you need to be, you know, like you're, if you're initiated to Ifa, you're praying with your Ikins. Right, you are praying physically with your ikins. Other orisha, same thing. You may be giving offerings and prayers. You know, omi oti water and gin, um, obi arogbo, um, cola and bitter cola. <clears throat> you may be giving those on a on you know on the ose days. So you need to have those shrines at your house. You need to have them with you. A lot of shrines are indoor shrines. Ogun, uh, ogun and uh, eshu and egbe are can be external shrines often. Or outside shrines. So you may not have the place to have that. 
But the bottom line is, is that if it does not feel right, if someone tells you you have to leave, you're required, you have to leave your shrines behind, and then they're going to require a monthly financial contribution to maintain your shrines, um, that that doesn't feel right to you. Ask the questions, get clarity, do your research, do get real clear on what's happening and why, why is it required. And if it doesn't feel right, if you have been initiated and you have your shrines and you want to bring them home with you, bring them home with you. They are your... They, they belong to you, period. Okay? Um, if someone wants to, you know, keep half your shrine and send half your shrine away, no, no, no. No, no, no. Don't do that. Keep your stuff with you. So I hope this was a helpful, beneficial um, uh, podcast for you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'm always looking and always happy to answer any questions you may have. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Orabo. Thank you for joining us on the Ancient Roots Modern Paths, exploring Orisha and Ifa Wisdom podcast. To learn more about this tradition, join our community at www.ifadestiny.com. Join us to explore and grow together on this spiritual journey. Please subscribe, like, share, and invite others to hear and participate in our podcast as we spread the wisdom of Orisha and Ifa across the globe.